Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Write Steno. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Sandra, and this evening I will be bringing you um, a hearing. Now, we are going to have several, several, several episodes of this hearing because it is quite lengthy. So this is not something that we're going to get through completely today, tomorrow, next week, or the week after that. But this is the first episode of this hearing. So if you're joining me, thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy the dictation tonight. I'm going to go ahead and pull that up, and we will go ahead and get started. Are you ready to write? Is that what you came to do? Great. I'm on page one. I'll let you know where we end up at, and that's where we will pick up at on episode two. I will not be reading this at any particular speed, so if you can keep up with me, great. If not, you should go back to my channel at, on YouTube, which is Sandra Stenography and Shorthand Dictation, and get up to speed, and then come back to the podcast. Unless you just want to hear me speak tonight, I will be speaking at around 100, between 100, I would say, and sometimes I'll, I'll speed it up around 140 so you can kind of get the gist of this. All right, page one, proceedings. Ready? Chairman Burton, governor's appointees appearing today. Mr. Husky, Mr. Husky, yes, sir. Chairman Burton, we have your statement for the record. And if you like to make some brief comments, Mr. Husky, yes. My career at the Department of Corrections and the state started about 41 years ago with the Department of Mental Hygiene and the Youth Authority for about three years. I joined the Department of Corrections on the opening of Susanville in 1963. There, I worked my way up through the ranks from officer to chief deputy warden. I made warden of Avenal State Prison in 1989. I returned in 1983. <clears throat> I worked as a retired annuitant at three different institutions since then. And I was reappointed November of last year. Chairman Burton. Now, you were a retired annuitant. Now you're moving back in to full-time employment. Mr. Husky, that's correct, sir. Chairman Burton, questions from the committee? Senator Johnson? Senator Johnson, no questions. Chairman Burton, 
Senator Romero. Senator Romero. Yes. Thank you. Let me just ask at the prison. Do you feel every position, every staff position that's authorized by the legislature in the event that you do not? What do you do with those monies that are earmarked for or by the legislature? Mr. Husky, there is a required salary savings level on each of the institutions and those policies are vacant, are filled back. In those few cases where we don't have the position filled because we're a rural area, we're in the process of filling them. Chairman Burton, I see where you've revised your shooting policy. What was it and what is what is it, Mr. Husky? Oh, the shooting policy was redesigned significantly while I was off. When we came back, we have removed the lethal firearms from most of the posts and are dealing with less than lethal implements within the institution. We've gone through the use of force training for all of our staff to know that they were trained in the new policy and procedures. I've just finished up the second round in that just last month. Burton, What's the issue with the proposed generating plant near the prison? And what's that going to do to your water availability? Husky, at this point, we anticipate no impact on us. I've met with the mayor of the city. He's attempting to gain additional water rights from the local farmers to supply that agency, Duke Electric, and he's made no request from us for changes. Burton, so I'm missing something? So it won't be a problem? Will be a problem? It's not a problem now, but it could be a problem in the future? Husky, there's no indication of a problem at this point in time. No, sir. Burton, and has anybody put up a warning flag for you? Husky, no, no, sir. Not that I know of. Burton, okay. Senator Knight? Senator Knight, no questions. Burton, Senator Carnett? Senator Carnett, I know that health care is a consideration you do pretty well with and you do better than some cases. What do you think we need to do about that, the health care situation? Because I know a lot of times inmates don't get the care they really need. Husky, 
well, Senator Carnett, maybe they get emergency, but I'm talking about regular health care. I know there's a problem, Husky. The problem is we are getting a sicker population to start with in all of the institutions because the population is getting older, among other things. But I don't think the Department of Corrections' ability to get the inmates to their doctors and for specialists is much beyond what most of us get in our HMOs. Senator Carnett, you say it's better there than or just as good. Well, I don't know. I just get concerned about that because I know there's difficulty getting people to work in it. Mr. Husky, yes, there is. In our rural area, it has caused some problems. I've been fortunate. I have a health care manager that's outstanding in recruitment. And when we look from the vacancy plan, we are really in pretty good shape. Senator Carnett. Okay. Thank you. Senator Johnson. Mr. Chairman. Chairman Burton. Yes, Senator Johnson. Senator Johnson, I'd just like to follow up on your lead, sir, to Senator Romero's question earlier about the 5% salary savings. What exactly is the source of those instructions? Is it coming from headquarters and corrections? Is it coming from the Department of Finance? Is it coming from the governor? Where is this idea coming from about the 5% salary budget? Husky, I believe it's coming from the Department of Finance, sir. And I believe I didn't mention five. I believe it's 4.9, if I'm not mistaken at this time. Burton, a very precise number. Jerry, where is the 4.9 coming from? Senator Johnson, were the Department of Finance as precise when they come before the legislature with a budget that acts for a given number of positions? I think there's a real issue here, not with this nominee, but a real issue about truth in budgeting. If they come before the legislature and say, we need this, if they don't really think they need this, then why don't they tell us what they really want to spend the money for? That's not your problem, and I'm not directing it at you. But your answer certainly leads to a lot more questions. Chairman Burton, are we talking salary savings? Senator Johnson, right. Chairman Burton, well, we've given salary savings as long as I've 
been raising a voice, not that I have ever quite understood it, but they always give people 100 bucks and expect them to only spend five, Senator Johnson. It's like three card Monte or the bead in the shell. Don't play that game because you'll wind up losing. Burton, witnesses in support, go ahead. Mr. Mappery, good afternoon, Senator Burton. Chairman Burton and the Rules Committee members, my name is Roy, Roy Mappery. I'm the state president of the Association of Black Correctional Workers. I'm here today to give support for both candidates for the sake of time. And Senator Burton, I want you to know we missed you during the last hearing, but Senator Johnson did a fine job. Burton, you're not term limited in that job, are you? Quote, laughter, close quote. Mr. Mappery, we're not. Thank you, Chairman Burton. Thank you, Senator Carnett. Senator Burton, while he's coming up, I forgot a question that I had. We had a hearing last week about immigrants applying for release to their home country, and I forgot to ask about that. I'm just wondering how many are there immigrants, prisoners, who want to go? How many people apply to go back to their home country? All right. We're going to stop right there, and then I will come back with the rest of this. Let's take a short break. And um, that's about 14, 15 minutes of writing, and I'll come back and give you a little bit more. And then we will end this episode right back after the break. Hello, are you interested in starting your own podcast? I think Anchor FM is the best. Here's why. With easy and fast setup, you'll be a pro in podcasting right out the gate. There is no additional equipment to buy because you can podcast right from your phone, your laptop or your desktop computer. Anchor has great editing features such as music and even splitting your podcast in sections. And Anchor does all the distribution for you to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google, and more. And the best part about Anchor is you can make money with no minimum listening audience. So download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.
All right. Thank you for joining me after the break at Let's Write Steno. I'm your host, Sandra. And this evening, of course, as I said before, we're working on a hearing. And let's go ahead and pick that right back up where we stopped at. Mr. Husky, well, there's a process which through the Foreign Prisoner Transfer Treaty, Senator Carnett, transfer, yes, Mr. Husky, but it's initiated when they come into the institution. They are given an opportunity. The programs explain to them. They fill out a form if they're interested in it. When they get to the receiving institution, the additional forms and the evaluation is done and sent to the board of prisons and probation. I think the numbers are pretty small because most of those I talked to through the years really are not interested in going back to their home country. Chairman Burton, who has the final determination? Mr. Husky, their nation does, but it's referred through the board of prison terms. Chairman Burton, well, I know the situation of a Swedish citizen who they are more than happy to take her back and have her serve whatever time she served here. And it's not working. And I don't know who calls the final shot. I mean, the warden, the director, Presley, the governor, whom? Mr. Husky, the board of prison terms, sir. Chairman Burton, not the governor? Mr. Husky, no. Well, the board of prison terms is appointed by the governor. I don't know if he's involved with it or not. I can't say that. The responsibility is on the board of prison terms. Chairman Burton, Michael what? Mr. O'Neill, that's correct. Chairman Burton, what is correct? Mr. O'Neill, the board of prison terms reviews the request, sends them to the United States Department of Justice. And if they're returned, then the board of prison terms is the final arbitrator. And Chairman Burton, are you familiar with the case I'm talking about, Mr. O'Neill? No, sir. Chairman Burton, we'll, we'll make you familiar with it, okay? Senator Carnett. Also, Senator Burton, there were some concerns about whether or not people were encouraged to actually apply. I get the feeling that they would just say, well, you're not going to get it anyway. And they didn't even apply in some prisons. So they, so are they encouraged to apply? Mr. Husky, they are not only polled on when they initially come in, but they're asked again if they'd like to go at each annual classification and that's documented. 
Senator Carnett, but the board of prison terms, they only get a few. That was very surprising, Mr. Husky. My experience has been that most of the inmates we talked to were not interested in going back to their country to serve their time. Senator Burton, the only two I heard were, didn't get a chance to do it. Witnesses in opposition. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You're up next. We lost you. Mr. Tatum, good afternoon, Mr. Burton and members of the committee. I'm Richard Tatum. I'm the state president of the California Correctional Supervisors Organization. I'm here today to support Mr. Husky. I think that his vast experience with the California Department of Corrections has open door policies with his supervisors and employees, has pretty well spoken for itself over the years. Basically, we like to see him, and he's the type of guy that we need within the Department of Corrections. That's all I have. Thank you. Chairman Burton, witnesses in opposition. If not, move by Senator Johnson. Senator Johnson, so moved. Chairman Burton. Call the roll, Ms. Webb. Senator Carnett? Senator Carnett, aye. Ms. Webb. Carnett, aye. Senator Wright, Knight? Senator Knight, aye. Ms. Webb, Knight, aye. Senator Romero? Senator Romero, Aye. Miss Webb, Romero, aye. Senator Johnson, Senator Johnson, aye. Miss Webb, Johnson, aye. Senator Burton, Senator Burton, congratulations, sir. Mr. McGrath, we have your statement for the record, sir. So if you could, Mr. McGrath, yes, sir. Mr. Chairman and members of the committee, I'd like to thank you for having me here today to give you my credentials to be the warden at Pelican State Prison. You've got a copy of my resume. I've been in corrections or in the correctional agency for over 22 years. The first three and a half years with the California Youth Authority and the last 19 or so in the Department of Corrections. I have worked at all levels in the prison system from entry level up to my current position. I have been at Pelican Bay State Prison since 1994. I went there as an associate warden. Chairman Burton, you're aware of the fact that I guess since yesterday, over 600 inmates in the security housing have refused like four meals. You know, I mean, why? Mr. McGrath, yes, Mr. Chairman, I am. 
I was informed last evening that a group of inmates had not taken their evening meal, and I was informed this morning, and that number was about 645. I was informed this morning that there were 629 who did not take their breakfast meal. These are inmates that are housed in the security housing unit of the prison. There are approximately 1,200 inmates in the security housing unit, and this is actually the prison within the prison itself. These 1,200 beds house individuals who have committed crimes throughout Chairman Burton, right? But why are they refusing food is the question. Mr. McGrath, yes, yes. I was just trying to give you a little background, Chairman Burton. Okay, Mr. McGrath. The reason they are refusing the food, as I understand it, now I only have two that I know of that have made an official declaration that I'm on a hunger strike, and here's why. But my understanding is that they are protesting the fact that we have the security housing unit and that we manage prison gangs with housing them in the security housing unit. This issue has been challenged in court on a couple of occasions. And on each occasion, we have been successful in defending the program that we have for this small group of California prisoners. I think we better stop there because I only can record 30 minutes and we are probably at around 25 and I do have to do my closing. So please, thank you. If you would like to support this channel, you can hit a link um, here and it will support this channel. No matter what you can give, that would absolutely be so helpful to keep my podcast going and to keep, um, I also have the YouTube channel, stenography and shorthand dictation to keep that going. And I also have, um, on Facebook at court reporters plus. So please your donation, I promise will not go wasted. Also, I will be coming back with episode two later on this week. Please stay tuned. Um, this is some fascinating dictation and I wouldn't want you to miss it. So please stay tuned and subscribe if you can. Thank you so much. That's it from Let's Write Steno. We've had a great night tonight. I'd like to say thank you for coming again and I'll see you at the next episode. Let's Write Steno. I'm out. <laughs>